Today. 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 Today with Jeff Vines. Twice every weekday on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Wednesday each week at this time, addressing your questions around Christians and money, our talk back line open right now, 1-800-316-316. If you have a question, Alex Cook, the founder of Wealth With Purpose, back with us. Alex, welcome back to 2020. Great to be with you, Neil. Hey, Alex, a good topic to talk about, spiritual warfare over money. What is the influence of the spiritual world over our finances, what do you think? Yeah, well, look, it's it's quite profound. I mean, it's funny in a, in a society like Australia, we tend not to think too much about the spiritual realm. You know, we look around at the natural, and because we we can't see the spiritual realm. I mean, I, I know of some Christians that can see into the spiritual realm, but you know, generally speaking, it's not something we see, and so we tend to dismiss it. Um, but the reality is, and the Bible makes it very clear that we are in a spiritual world. And uh, there are forces at play in that spiritual realm that flow into the real world and what is, you know, what happens around us. And in our finances, that sort of manifests itself in different ways. And some of them, I guess, are some of the more obvious ones in our society, like greed, um, fear. And obviously, fear is a huge one at the moment, um, given, you know, what's going on around us, particularly if people fear for about losing their jobs. Um, idolatry. So, you know, worshipping money uh, and, of course, getting our identity from money as well. Uh, and the the thing that I think we often sort of forget in this spiritual battle that's going on around us is that the devil actually wants to use money as a weapon against us. And as, as believers, we want to use money as a tool as a tool for doing good. We want to be the master over it, not the not be a, a slave to it. And uh, we want to do that in such a way that we can use money for achieving, you know, God's purposes. Um, but of course, the devil wants to trip us up <laughs> and stop us from being able to do that. And uh, there's lots of ways he uses money against us. And that's why we need to realize that money is spiritual and that there is a war going on uh, that can affect our finances in, a, in, in quite a profound way. Alex, where do we look in the scriptures uh, to look for some foundations around a battle that might include our money? Yeah, look, there's a couple of passages. The first one I'd draw people's attention to is in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2. It says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So that's the the first one that indicates it. The other one is 1 John 5 verse 19. It says, We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. So it's painting a, a picture um, of what's going on around us that, as I say, we don't see um, and we, we forget often when we, we have things go wrong in our lives, we often point at people and we think it's people that are doing it. But sometimes it's the fact that those people have been influenced by the kingdom of darkness. And uh, so we need to step back and realize that actually it's not them. It's, it's the, the fact that the devil's operating in our world and, and, and causing havoc. And, you know, we see this on the nightly news <laughs> um, with the things that are going on around us. And I was just listening to your preamble before about, you know, the, the impact that's going 
going on uh, about uh, on our children and so forth, what's going on in the world at the moment. So that's all reflective of what's going on in the spiritual realm. And we need to remember this is a 24-7 battle. It's a battle that will not end until Jesus returns. Um, and we know we know how it ends. We know he, that he's ultimately victorious. But as Christians, we are in the thick of the battle and that we need to be on the front line and we need to use our money as part of that, that, that battle. We need to use our money um, to, to glorify God, but to be in the front line of taking back um, what the what the kingdom of darkness is trying to steal from us. You know, we want to win souls and we want to use our money for that purpose. Alex, the money itself, uh, the notes and the coins or the, uh, you know, the digital transfer, I mean, those things are neutral, aren't they? But somebody has control of it. And uh, we might say that we have some control over money that's in our care, but there's lots of money that's just, uh, you know, <laughs> traversing around the world uh, that is being used for purposes for good or purposes for evil. So this, I imagine, is where the moral issue here comes in uh, of how we actually use the money because this becomes then a spiritual uh, force for good in the kingdom or it becomes a force for evil of those using the money against us. Yeah, no, and that's spot on. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It really is. Money in and of itself is neutral, but it can be used uh, very positively, and then it can be used for evils, you know, such as abortion and things like that. So there's, uh, there's this... It, it, and so I think that the mindset from a believer's point of view is how do we use it in a way for, for doing good and achieving God's purposes? And, and Jesus paints it nicely. So in Matthew 6, Jesus says, No one can serve two masters... Either you hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, there's quite a lot in that verse, but if you look in the the King James Version, it doesn't actually use the word money. It uses the word mammon. And mammon is like when money becomes personified and it becomes like a false god. Because as you say, money in and of itself is neutral. But when you fall in love with money, and the Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. So when you fall in love with it, you start serving it. And Jesus is saying, well, actually, no, you can't serve God and money. You've actually got to choose. It's impossible to do both. Um, and so that's when it starts to become evil when you're starting to serve God. Uh, sorry, serve, not serve God, serve, serve money uh, because you are essentially idolizing money. You're making it a false God in your life. And I think this is the challenge with money. Um, and the reason why I'd say it's a spiritual war is money is quite seductive. You, you don't even realize that you're being seduced by it because it happens, you know, subtly. And every day, you know, we're bombarded with messages about money, some good, some bad. And uh, over time, that's just chipping away at us when you're living in, a, you know, the Western society. Um, so we need to, as I say, we've got to realize that we are in a war, that we need to align our finances with God's word uh, and use money as a tool for doing good and for serving God rather than you know serving satan with it and that's that's the the challenge uh, it sounds simple in theory but it, as i say it's very seductive it's very subtle and and we often uh, ignore what's going on around us and we we don't realize that we ourselves have been attacked in this way with our money okay let's see if we can get a little practical on the ways that money seduces and uh, perhaps 
it's not the money that's seducing, but it could be the devil who is seducing. Uh, yeah. How do how does this work practically? I mean, uh, we understand, you know, the devil is a liar. Uh, God is the source, the fount of truth. Uh, but so how does the devil seduce with money? Mm, look, multitude of ways. But one of the obvious ones is um, he, he convinces us to do certain things like Probably in Australian society, one of the most obvious ones is debt. You know, we've talked about debt many times on, on this program. Um, but debt is never painted in the Bible as sinful. You, know, you having a home loan, all those kind of things is, is, is okay. But where debt can become problematic is when we get into it for the wrong reasons. You know, we're trying to keep up with the Joneses or we're trying to buy bigger and build, you know, bigger houses and so forth because we want to look like we're successful. Um, that's when the devil is seducing us. And the problem with it is what happens is apart from, from it's damaging your identity and it's damaging, you know, your identity as a child of God, but it's also damaging your finances in a practical way because when you get seduced by that and by debt in particular, you often borrow too much money. And then, you know, Proverbs 22, verse 7 says, the rituals over the poor and the borrower can become the slave of the lender. So from the devil's point of view, he wants to enslave you to the world system. He wants you in so much debt that you can achieve a lot less um, as a Christian. In other words, you'll be less generous because you've got so much debt that you've got nothing left over to... Um, to live a generous life with. So that's how the, the devil can, if he, if he can't get you to turn away from God, he'll just try and enslave you instead so that you're less effective than you otherwise would be. And that's why I say we've got to be very careful to see and guard our hearts and make sure we're not being seduced by these things. But that's just one of them. That's just debt. I mean, there's others as well. You know, the devil wants to convince you that you don't have enough. You know, you need more. You know, if you want to... Um, if you want to do well in life, you've got to have more and more and more and, and work harder and harder and harder. So there's all those kind of things, whereas the Bible actually teaches us to be content in all circumstances, whether you have a little or a lot. And Paul himself said, you know, he learned to be content, whether it was in, in, in a stage of want or in a stage of plenty. So this, as I say, the devil wants you discontent, wants you doing unwise things with your money, stitching you up with, um, with lots of debt so that you can't be generous. And, uh, ultimately damage your relationship with God. He wants you, you know, fearful, and that's what we're seeing a lot of at the moment. He wants you fearful because when you're fearful, you'll either be paralyzed or you'll do un you'll do unwise things. And so um, that's how he gets at us in a very practical, uh, very practical way. Especially around issues of debt here, I imagine that the money can control us. But we want to be ones who can have control over the money. So if there's a battle going on, if there's a war to be fought here and you want to be on the winning side, you want to be able to fight with even the weapons of our warfare that are not of ourselves but from God. How do we win a war then around money given that we're prone to be seduced? Mm, no, look, it's a, it's a great question. There's probably a few things I'd say. Um, the first thing, and look, we, we all know this to be true in, in general, but is we need to walk closely with God. I think in our Western society, in the busyness and the rush of life, um, 
we often neglect our relationship with God. And if you want to be good with money, obviously we want to learn what the Bible says about it and how to apply it, but we also need to walk closely with God and involve God in our financial decisions because that's ultimately hearing from the God and, and relying on the guidance of the Holy Spirit will help us to make much more wise decisions. So, you know, when you are thinking about buying a house and or buying a car or anything, you know, where there's you know, significant money involved, include God in that decision making. And if you don't feel comfortable about it, then uh, that's probably God speaking to you about that particular issue. Um, so walk closely with God, I think, is the, the first part. The second part is be obedient. Like, one of the things the devil wants to do is tempt you to do wrong. So if we think about taxation as an obvious one, you know, the, God, the devil wants you to cheat on your taxes and do things that are wrong or things that are sort of behind closed doors in private that others can't see. And that's all designed to entrap you. You know, I believe that God ultimately protects people who are honouring him and, and doing the right thing. Um, if you're being disobedient and you're doing things that are wrong with your finances, then you're really opening the devil up to cause havoc in your in your life and in your finances. So as, as Christians, now this is not about being legalistic or anything like that. We all make honest mistakes and things like that. So it's not about that. It's more about saying, I want to do the right thing. I want to honour God with my finances. I want to be a person of integrity and so forth. And that way you're giving, you're closing the door on the devil because um, he, he wants to walk straight in and tempt you and get you to do the wrong thing. So that's that's a really important one. Um, and of course, you know, Proverbs implores us to, to get advice, to seek counsel from others. You know, we're in a war. Um, we hear mixed messages every day in, in media. And so we want to make sure that what we're doing is, makes good sense, as I say, is aligned with scripture and is wise. And, and the way you get wisdom, apart from, is firstly, as it says in the book of James, it says, ask God for wisdom. But the second thing is, you know, you seek the counsel of others and you ask people for advice. Now, that could be a, a licensed professional or it could be, you know, someone who has walked that path before and can actually give you sensible, sound advice about what to do with your money. Because ultimately, what we want to do is minimize mistakes. You know, we all make mistakes. We want to try and minimize those. And one of the ways to do that is to seek the counsel of others. There's a, that's a range of things we can do to win the war. But also, lastly, I'd say is to guard our hearts. You know, um, you know, <laughs> mankind is sinful, um, and we've got to ask ourselves why we're doing things. And the story I often like to tell is when I was a young guy, I was 21 at the time, I was a stockbroker, I was wanting to be successful, but not only did I want to be successful, but I wanted to look successful. And of course, I was being seduced into thinking that my self-worth and my identity was based on, you know, how successful I was, as opposed to the fact that I was, you know, uh, a child of the most high God. And so that identity crisis leads to poor financial <laughs> decision making. And so, as I say, we want to guard our hearts, make sure the devil's not actually getting in uh, and, and really mucking with our lives and therefore mucking with our finances. So there's lots of things we can do to win the war. But as I say, the most important one of all is walk closely with God. Uh, one of our listeners who called in but didn't want to go on the air and ask her question personally, Abigail says, what is the best way to budget? I'm always running out of money. So uh, oftentimes we're talking about this battle, what you do with your spare money, but uh, at the uh, not so wealthy end of town, uh, always running out of money is a challenge for a lot of people and they might even see that as being part of the war. 
Oh, absolutely. And look, it's a fantastic question. I appreciate Abigail asking because it's possibly one of the most common ones we get. Um, and there's a couple of ways I'd answer it. I mean, certainly with budging, many people struggle um, sometimes. And, and mostly it's because we often struggle with how we behave with money. Um, and that can be a spiritual thing in and of itself. You know, if we're succumbing to greed or idolatry and things like that, and this is what we're talking about today, those spiritual things will have an effect on how we spend our money and how we control our budgets, which is why we need to address them in our lives and, and repent. We can't ignore those things. Um, at a practical level, some of the things that we teach here is... Um, what we call the 80-10-10 rule, and that is honouring God with your finance first by giving some of the first of your what you earn uh, and, you know, sowing into kingdom things. Also setting money aside for the future, so, you know, 10% for long-term saving and kind of things like that, and try and live beneath your means. So try and live on 80% or below of your net income. That's what we try and encourage as a principle. Now, it's not meant to be, once again, hard and fast rule. It's just a sensible structure. But coming back to the challenge where a lot of people say, well, Alex, I, I see those principles, but I still struggle. Well, one of the things I encourage is like a bucket-based type system where you have some money in, in different buckets. One is your emergency bucket. So, you know, your rainy day bucket, if things happen, like you lose your job. Uh, another bucket for your day-to-day -day spending and put in there just what you need for basic day-to-day -day. one another one for your long-term bills and so forth to make sure you've always got money to pay your rent and pay your mortgage and so forth uh, and then one for long-term saving now once again these are just suggestions on how you can do it but ultimately to be successful at budgeting and getting ahead it requires learning um, good behaviors with money because ultimately the bulk of your financial success will be how you behave with money not just how you think about it but how you behave with it so there's some i guess some useful tips around that but because we're talking about the spiritual side i'd really want to encourage listeners to think if you're thinking about budgeting are you honoring god with your finances and are there spiritual issues that are impacting the way you spend you know whether it's idolatry or you you're being greedy or identity and that's just being real with yourself and being real between you and god as to how you're handling your finances and whether the spiritual world is impacting it negatively all right, great advice, Alex Cook. Alex Cook is the founder of Wealth With Purpose, an expert on money, and you can follow Alex on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter. There's an Ask Alex at Wealth With Purpose web, uh, uh, email address, and his website is wealthwithpurpose.com. Uh, lots of free resources there available for, uh, uh, for those who are looking to mature and grow understanding finances in light of God and His Word. Alex Cook, great getting your insights as always. Thanks so much for joining us once again today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be with you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 